Hello, we have a caller. First, for a long-time listener, first-time caller. Welcome. Indeed. Mm-hmm. Hi. Hi. Hello. How's it going? All right. How are you? Good. Yeah, tell, good. tell us why you hate John Moxley so much. <laughs> he just looks like an asshole. Well, I mean, he is an asshole. That's the point of it. <laughs> he he looks he looks. I don't know. He looks like one of those like redneck people that would like. I don't know. Like cigarette butts at the waitress. For yes, yes. Yes. Yeah. yeah he he looks like guy. one of those um terrible old like well like middle aged men who would like flick lit cigarettes at the waitress when she didn't want his phone number. <laughs> um, does he look like a guy who would willingly take a uh, an electric turkey carver to his head? Because he did that once. A skill saw? Yeah. That, that, yes, that a skill seem, saw. That seems on, on, on point, yeah. Yeah, you know, those old men that yeah. fling cigarette butts at old women at a Waffle House and then cut people's heads open with a skill saw. Yeah. Pretty much. And then that <laughs> other dude looks like Calvin Harris. Orange Cassidy. Orange Cassidy apparently looks like something <laughs> Calvin Harris. I, I'm gonna have to look him up, but apparently that got that got Blake real good. Holy uh, shit! He's a, um... Holy <laughs> shit! He looks right? just like Calvin Harris! It's like if Macklemore and Calvin Harris fused, you would have Orange Cassidy. <laughs> You are not wrong. Welcome to Fight Boys, a show about professional and not so professional wrestling. I am your host, the pinnacle of professional wrestling podcast host, Scotty Moore. I am two ladder matches short of a cage match, Blake Tanner. I am very confused by that last one, the Dylan. <laughs> uh, so, I've, so today, I've watched so much wrestling today, guys. I know, you poor, poor baby. That's going to be so uh, me ahead of the next in this series, because this is what we I'm calling the Pinnacle series, although alternately the Benchmark series works well, because what I want to do today is go through and essentially establish our benchmarks. So when people say, that was a great ladder match, we now can pull and have a the best to compare it to and see just how good it is. And some, okay. yeah, some of them are obvious, and obviously this is going to be kind of ro- round-robin debate style, so we can pick our ultimate. But some may be obvious, which is why I'm going to start with the one that I feel like we'll all agree on the most. And that's what is our benchmark, the best cage match of all time. And this does include Hell in a Cell. This includes Elimination Chamber. Basically anything where some boys get shoved in a box. Okay, um... Why, it's wh- this one was actually hard for me. Wh- wh- um, why do you think we're all gonna agree on this one? <laughs> oh, okay. Oh, I will leave it to you guys then, and then we can jump back to this, me. Yeah, I am. Um, I'm betting. I I've got a short list of some that I think that you uh, would have. But honestly, um, one of I mean the uh, I think the benchmark for me was set with the first Hell in a Cell match that I ever saw, which was of course. In back in the year of 1998, when the Undertaker threw mankind off of the <laughs> Hell in a Cell structure, <laughs> yeah, yep, yep, because it was not 
it was not a good match for the uh, most part. I feel like if you was know what's happening, it's great. <laughs> yeah, it was know. great storytelling. Yeah. Like, storytelling, top-notch match. Fucking loved it. It was just like, there wasn't much wrestling in it. Well, I didn't expect um, old old, no. old Mixter to come out and hit a tope suicida on the Ding Dang Undertaker. <laughs> like, it kind of gave you exactly what you... Th- this is what I was saying, like, that to me is in my opinion is the benchmark every single hell in a cell match i actively sometimes even to my detriment compare it to foley versus uh taker like it is a hundred percent that is my benchmark when it comes to a a cage match type thing oh okay that is fair because like that's i think that is the first cage style match you ever showed me too so to to that point like i show it to everybody who doesn't know i'm just like look which really does speak to how much you think of it as a benchmark yeah so that's fair uh because like if you if you watch that match and we'll get into this more with the uh, hardcore matches but like if you get somebody to watch that match, you are telling them the absolute extremes that you can expect in wrestling. Oh yeah, uh, Dylan, you seem a bit contentious on this one. What's your uh, what's your pick? Um, I'm I'm like I'm I'm at odds. So it's either the first elimination chamber that Sean won because that was great storytelling, or it's Taker versus Triple H in Hell in a Cell with. Sean Michaels as the oh, ref. as the ref at twenty eight. Yeah, that's yeah, on my list as well. Yeah, yeah, almost exclusively like that. Almost exclusively like the the bit for me that is just as big a moment is the bit where it goes super kick into pedigree into kick out and Sean Michaels looking like God damn it, I just want this to be over. <laughs> <laughs> um, the only thing that's not a hell in a cell for this oh oh you said elimination chamber the only normal steel cage match i could imagine for this is um foley's quote-unquote retirement match where he returned two months later against triple h like that's up there that one's very fucking good but i don't know if you can top taker foley in my in my book the only problem was with using that as a benchmark is it is actively saying if somebody does not get concussed during this match it's not the best of all time yeah you mean if there's not a horrible horrible accident after this massive terrifying spot (laughs) somebody yeah if somebody doesn't almost die yeah (laughs) Mm -hmm. um I will say, uh, one of my honorable mentions, though, because I was looking, I I watched several, like, high-profile cage matches. Yeah. And the one that caught me was uh, Matt Hardy versus Edge at uh, Unforgiven in 2005. Yeah. You mean the one one where they jobbed out the guy who got cheated on? Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) It was... Um, it was a fucking great match, though. Um, Isn't that the one where Matt Hardy busted his ass going for a fucking leg drop from the top of the cage? Yes, it was. That's how he won the match. Yep. Let's see. I'm I'm now going through uh, Bleacher Report's top 20, and obviously, surprisingly, Taker uh, uh, Mankind is not that high on the list from what I'm seeing. Their number one is actually from Starcade 85, Tully Blanchard versus Magnum TA, which I meant to watch, and then I didn't. And then one of the original War Games... Uh, the first Hell in a Cell is number three, so Taker versus Sean, and of course the debut. That's gotta be Kane! Kane! 
Uh, yeah, that's a great moment though. I just don't remember anything about that match. Right. Yep. <laughs> it's kind of like it's kind of like how I remember the appearance of the Big Show at the St. Valentine's Day Massacre because he he cost he cost uh, McMahon the match by throwing fucking uh, oh Stone Cold through the wall. Yeah. Oh yeah yeah. <laughs> uh, Back when they still used the blue steel cage. <laughs> Uh, oh shit! I oh, yeah. still remember talking about moments in a steel cage. Is the Brett moment where Brett just got real pissed off in the cage and started spinning at McMahon? <laughs> uh, let's see. The 2002 Elimination Chamber is also on here, so Dylan is the first to get one on this list. It was such a great match because, like, the build for it, they were like however many miles of steel chain, unforgiving steel, and then it was it was Sean and his return, like, yep. taking out Triple H. Now, granted, that match had some of the worst ring gear that you will ever see in your <laughs> entire life, because it includes I shit my pants brown HBK uh, pants with his I'm a little boy who loves berries and cream haircut. <laughs> <laughs> and then it also had Triple H in his, like, compression shorts. Shorts. Yep. Uh, the uh, one that I see coming up a lot that I've I, I've never seen because I wasn't watching TNA at this time, but that's uh AJ Styles versus Abyss. That was apparently when Styles was carrying the company on his back. Yeah, Can you be the- more specific. <laughs> um, uh, no, because it's <laughs> no because I see, fuck I see you. multiple ones. There's a lot of them. Uh, um, let's see. Fuck. Uh, All right, what's our uh, what's the next category? Well, which one do we want to put as our as the uh, official lockdown. benchmark? Do we want to do well, Taker guys, Foley or Elimination uh, Chamber? Well, you guys outvoted me. This is a democracy. Well, not a re- republic. Or uh, whatever. Okay. Yeah, uh, it's a it is a uh, it is a representative democracy. Thank you very much, <laughs> Scotty and I are both representatives of Alabama. You, of course, have to split your representatives from uh, yes. the state of yep. the state you came from and the state you live in. Oh, I thought you were gonna say you've got to split it with everyone else in Florida who in would Florida. E- easily be like, "Fuck yeah, buddy! Put that, throw that big boy off that sail! Hell yeah!" I'll tell you all about my fucking favorite steel cage match as soon as I get these gas bags in my trunk. <laughs> uh, let's go on to Iron Man matches. We're going to start with, like, the ones that I feel like we wouldn't talk a lot about. Oh, Question. Yeah. Question. Is two out of three falls matches its own category? Yeah, that's going to be next on the next episode we're doing okay, two out cool. of three falls matches. Uh, Angle versus Brock Lesnar on SmackDown. Yeah, yeah. I had that one. That was a good one. Um, I had Bailey Sasha. I had Bailey Sasha. Too. That one, like, obviously, it felt. Rem- I do have Michaels versus Hart at Mania on here, but also it is a fucking hour long match, which no matter what is always going to be a bit. Eh. But like that one, Michaels Hart is of course iconic. That's when the boyhood dream has come true. But Bailey and Sasha had such amazingly good storytelling and Sasha did make a small child cry and that small child is now learning how to fight so I'm afraid for Sasha Banks uh well um I think also about that uh the Bailey Sasha matches that is one of if not the only Iron Man match that I've seen live because I I mentioned this in the chat earlier 
Like, I just not a lot of Iron Man matches happen in this day and age. What are you talking well, yeah, about? But- Kenny Omega and Pac did one last year. Oh, yeah. Kenny and Pac. Yeah, they did do that And one. then they did, they did the uh, Fatal 4-Way in NXT for the vacant title between Ciampa, Gargano, Cole, and Balor. Where at the end they said, uh-oh, this is a bad idea. Just do Cole versus Balor next week. Yeah, I, and I think that's the thing that you gotta realize about uh, Iron Man matches is, yeah, they are really suited for a big blow-off, and you've gotta have two people who can fucking go for an hour, so you and mean like, like, or 30 so, minutes. So you mean like, like Kurt Angle, an Olympic gold medalist wrestler, <laughs> and Brock, Brock Lesnar, yeah. a two-time NCAA exactly. championship wrestler, yeah. Wow. yeah. A really um, goddamn good match that they, they had on SmackDown. It was on SmackDown. It was. it was a title change on SmackDown. SmackDown. Mm-hmm. I remember that the most because mm-hmm. I was like, holy, they changed hands on television. I got <laughs> to see this happen. This never this is never something I get. No, that's true. And that's a very, like, that's a real good point. Wasn't that, um, wasn't that, was that after Brock botched the uh, SSP at WrestleMania? Or was that, am I thinking of a different time when... The title changed hands after a match. Uh, I think like that. I fuck. I can't remember now. Yeah, I don't, I, I don't I, remember the timeline. If we want to also include, and I guess it doesn't count because it's not part of the stipulation. But if we want to include Broadways, those fucking Punk Joe Broadways from like the early two thousands are still fucking good. And it may also be because every time I watch one, I then get to watch. The shoot interview on the same DVD where CM Punk talks about almost getting pissed on by Homicide. But I fucking love those matches so much. Um, yes, it was. Uh, fuck. That Iron Man match, let's see. Uh, it was, I think it was right after uh, Mania 19. Oh, cool. Yeah, let's see. Or hold on, was it? Uh, I don't remember. Uh, it, they were both in 2003. That's all I know. Yeah. 2003, yeah. great year. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, yeah. Uh, I'm so I'm. Yeah, yeah, yeah. De- you guys, you guys beat me by democracy again. Yeah, it's fine. No, no, I no, I'm no, I'm not ready yet. Sell sell us on Lesnar angle a little bit more because I think you well, can. I'm leaning towards that one right now, but I want I want to explore my options. Well, it was the uh, it was a bit where like the last fall happened at the very last second. Oh yeah. yeah. Those tap rule. The, yeah, the tap of the the last second with angle. Yeah, it was, it was some good, some good shit. Like it was, like it it was back and forth. It was two guys that were in their in their absolute prime. Like this is like peak. Like here comes the pain, Brock Lesnar. This is before Angle had like the subsequent neck injuries and the drug problem. Or if he had the drug problem, it hadn't derailed him as much. Uh, like this was ju- this was just two guys who literally could just go. Now, like, unlike <laughs> unlike how we were on that steel cage, uh, we've pretty much agreed with the internet because on Sportster's greatest Iron Man matches ever, the top three are Lesnar, Angle, Banks, Bailey, and Bret Hart and Shawn Michaels. In what order? Uh, Sh- Shawn and Bret's obviously number one. Then Sasha Bailey. And then at number three is Lesnar Angle. <laughs> eh. 
I don't. I do not believe that this was after WrestleMania, by the way, Blake, because it was. It was in September. Which is like- <laughs> yeah, it wasn't uh, because after after Mania they had a tournament. I've been looking into it. Oh, okay. Yeah, but that was because they both fucked themselves up so bad in that Mania match. <laughs> This uh. one's tough. It really is. See, the thing is, the thing is, is that I've always, everybody's just like, yeah, the Sasha Bailey, but I, I've always thought it was lesser than their first match. So I've never been able to be like, oh, yeah. it's so good. Because I, I always compare it to the first one that had so much more riding on it. Which is an absolute banger. Yeah, that's, so like, like, um, that's me with like the Cole Gargano stuff is like. The first one was, because was the first one the two out of three falls, or was it a subsequent one? I think it was the first one. Okay. No, not Cole Gargano. Uh, Ciampa Gargano. Every subsequent match, I just tried to compare to that first one. And I'm like, it's not the same. It's just not as good. You're wa- you're wordering it down. You're wordering it. Uh, no, I think, honestly, with that in mind, and... Watching a little bit more of the uh, Lesnar angle match while you guys have been talking, <laughs> I've just been kind of sc- scrubbing through it. I'm gonna have to go with that one. It's it's a fucking trip. Yeah, I'll go with that one because like it's the match those two should have had at WrestleMania. And not, I think not only that, that if you want two people to do that kind of match, it's the like honestly these this top three are the people you would trust to do Iron Man matches: Hart, Michaels, Banks, Bailey. Lesnar angle those are the names that I would say like yeah them they need to do this but Lesnar and angle I mean peak athletes and also and this may sound weird but it's kind of I'm also mentally thinking about just like formatting wise having it be on Smackdown would help an Iron Man match because then you're not just sitting there watching for a fucking hour, which I know there are some matches that can keep you enthralled for an hour, but instead there would be like oh, that's a, br- a break to look at Olive Garden commercials. Well, that's the other thing. This is back when it was pre-taped, so they edited it to perfection. Like, what you saw, they had like three days to be like, and then this happens, and then this, and then you use this camera angle, and you come in yeah. here. You can really, you can really see Kurt Angle's look of anguish after he's gotten the shit kicked out of him for the fourteenth time. <laughs> <laughs> um, also, uh, fun fact: the highest-rated Meltzer uh, Iron Man match as of uh, four years ago um, was uh, AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels at TNA Against All Odds in two thousand five. Um, yeah, but that's versus- Meltzer. <laughs> Yeah. It didn't happen at the Tokyo Dome. Yep. Uh, Four and three quarters. Yep. But, uh, yeah, Hart versus Michaels is on there. Angle Lesnar is on there. Bailey Sasha, all of those. AJ Styles versus Christopher Daniels is on here twice. Jesus. Uh, Let's move on to a more contentious one. And I I feel like this is where a debate will begin. What is the benchmark greatest ladder match of all time and this does include TLC matches Eddie Guerrero versus Edge uh, for the Intercontinental Championship on Smackdown in 2004 okay there's one Blake Um, 
Kevin Steen versus El Generico ROH final battle. Ooh, uh, ladder war. Yeah, the, the ladder war. The fucking package pile driver through a ladder that's put between two other ladders. The other ladders. My only counter argument to that is it is a little bit of that Champa Gargano stink because they are, um, in fact, honestly, I should put this in a later category, but their lights out match, their fucking unsanctioned match is so good that I compare everything else to it. And that ladder match just didn't, because they had another one at PWG as well, and that one also didn't really speak to me. Um, I-, I went with basics for the most part, so obviously Michaels versus Razor Ramon, I mean, that is what made ladder matches a thing, are, are those two guys going out there and doing that, because I think, like, Brett had tried to bring over the ladder match, a few other guys had, and it never really stuck, and then Razor and Michaels were like, Let's just go kill each other. We're best friends. We'll forgive each other later. Uh, then, obviously, going down the same basic well, I've got Dudley's ENC versus the Hardys. But then... The, the match that made TLC matches TLC matches. Yeah, so the, it's like, the, honestly... TLC 2. Yeah, yeah, yeah. TLC 2, TLC 2 is the I spear I speared Jeff Hardy off of these titles onto the ground. How is no one dead? <laughs> yes that is the uh, honestly if there's a spot that i would show people that it's like this is what a tlc match means to me it is from tlc too well is that i think that's also the one where jeff hardy got on an extra tall ladder to swanton bubba ray on the entrance ramp through a table yeah yeah, yeah. i think that i like which one had Lito run in beat the shit out of a guy and then just start stripping and then continue to beat the shit out of people is that one or two i think two because Lita came in for them. Uh, I think Rhino came in for ENC, and yep. then Spike came in for the Dudleys, and then each one of them subsequently also got taken the fuck out. <laughs> and then, yeah, that's uh, X Seven, I believe WrestleMania X Seven, but the, the most stacked WrestleMania. My my favorite. Oh wait, was um was the first one at Mania or no, it was, was SummerSlam? It was yeah, it was SummerSlam that By the uh, way, TLC my favorite, 2 was. My favorite thing is is I and I randomly happened to be watching TV when I was like too young to be watching this, but have you ever seen the bit right before it where Mick Foley announces the TLC match? No, I haven't. Up, and he's going up the rounds. He's like, tables and ladders and chairs. Oh my. Tables and ladders, ladders and chairs. I, tables yeah, and I ladders have seen that clip. And like <laughs> And that always stuck with that one bit stuck in my memory forever. Like I, I always remember that. I was like, "That's that's cool." Yeah, but uh, my favorite ladder match it did not happen in front of a massive WrestleMania crowd. It didn't have all of this pageantry and glory behind it. It happened in a building that was going to be demolished in a few years in a small town called Reseda, California, as the Young Bucks took on Future Shock, took on the Super Smash Bros for, I believe, the PWG Tag Team Championships. Holy fucking shit. Yes, that is, um, I believe it was called Tremendous Three. Yep, it was Tremendous Three, which was their nine-year anniversary, I believe. And here's the thing. Michaels and, uh... And Razor, they set the precedent for what ladder matches were were going to be then. And then, uh, if you looked at Dudley's ENC Hardys, that set the precedent for what a TLC match would become. 
if you look at Future Shock Bucks Super Smash Brothers, that set the precedent for a lot of the shit we see now in even in WWE ladder matches. Like the Nick falling off of a ladder only to jump off a rope onto more people on the outside. Like that's a spot you now see oh, all forgot. the time. We forgot about uh, the North American Championship inaugural match. Oh, yeah, that one was very good Shit. as well. Uh, there are so many good fucking ladder matches. Adam Cole kills everyone. Yeah. <laughs> 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 uh, fucking, fucking Ricochet comes in. You're dead. <laughs> Boom. <laughs> Adam oh, Cole. Bye-bye. Oh, let's see. It's... A hard decision Th between these. This one is very tough. Um, uh, on Bleacher Report, num their number one is ENC versus Hardy Boys versus Dudleys. I think this is from the SummerSlam one, though, not from uh, X7. Then London and Kendrick versus Regal and Taylor. So their second best ladder match does have William Regal in it, which fucking rules, versus Eminem versus the Hardy Boys. Which is the one where Joey Mercury's face stopped happening for a few. <laughs> uh, yeah, that is a thing about a lot of uh, a lot of ladder matches is some of them there's just a lot of blood. Yep. And then we got Edge, Jeff Hardy. We've got Edge and Christian versus Hardy Boys. Uh, Michaels versus Razor is on here twice apparently. Uh, they put the SummerSlam one higher than the WrestleMania one, I guess. Uh, yeah. Well, yeah, that was X two. That was the uh, that was the the fucking crazy spots. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know, man. I am. This one is tough. This one is very tough for me. Um, God, fuck, man. I'm. Then there's every I, Money in the Bank ladder match. Yeah. Oh, we'll do that next week, won't we? No, no, no. I took out Money in the Bank because we were going to put in ladder matches here, and I needed a place to put two out of three falls matches. Oh, God, because uh, when, when you add Money in the Bank to the mix, <laughs> it's fucking crazy. I am, I am stuck between TLC2 and uh, the uh, the up PWG Three Mendes Three right now, because Three Mendes Three was one of those that Scotty like pulled a DVD off of the <laughs> shelf one night when we were just chilling at the apartment, and it's like we're watching wrestling. Yeah, and that was that was it. And so, like when I think of ladder matches, I will think of the the Young Bucks mostly. Yeah. I feel like it does need to be a tag match because for me, a good ladder match needs to not have a lull. And the problem with singles ladder matches, even Michaels and Razor kind of suffered from this a little bit, is the fact that... Oh, wait, you remember you remember Hardy's versus Bucks at uh, oh, Supercard? Oh, yeah, that was good, too. Oh, fuck. But uh, the beauty of having a tag team match is you can fuck up one person and the match can keep going. You can kind of keep... Going back and forth. Ah, fuck the Escalera de la Muerta between Bucks and uh and the um, Lucha Bros was also very fucking good. Yep. See, this is the thing. It's like there are a ladder matches are a deep well yeah. that you can pull from. So like your benchmark could be any of these matches, and they'd still match up. Yeah. Uh, I th oh god, this I feel like TLC too. I feel like it's got to be TLC, too, because 
if this is also a benchmark, this is also what we would use to bring in the layman into the concept of TLC matches. And, like, I feel like showing them Reseda would be a bit, oh, this is back alley, isn't it? Oh, look at them doing cool things. But the fact that it is on such a grand stage of WrestleMania helps kind of lend credence to it. Mm-hmm. Oh, God. Yeah, all right. So I think it's TLC 2. Yeah. Yeah, it's yeah. TLC 2. All right, now let's move on to... Uh, this is kind of the violent episode, whereas next mm-hmm. time is going to be more like, what are the best technical things that really went on? This one is just blood! As we get into the best Extreme Rules, Hardcore, No DQ, Lights Out, whatever term you want to use to describe this match, wherein an individual is encouraged to use weaponry, barbed wire, whatever they can to beat the living hell out of their fucking opponents. Okay, so so I have two, but they're for what, uh, what you're going for. Are you going for entertainment? Value or violence value? I feel like in that a, is a good point. If, if we're going off of the idea that this is a something we're going to compare all the matches to, but b also something to bring the layman into this concept, as in like, say someone comes up to you, oh, I've heard a lot about hardcore matches. What could you recommend to me? I feel like we got to go with entertainment first and let violence come later. Raven versus Kane versus Big Show versus, WrestleMania. There you go. <laughs> that was fucking okay. Yeah. I'm glad we were on the same wavelength because <laughs> that, that one. is the most entertained I've ever been in a hardcore match. People go through walls. They're fucking like Jack go karts at one point. <laughs> like, do you know what the fucking funniest thing is? They though? almost cut to- power to the building. <laughs> yep. Uh, so got- to every. Uh, but like to everybody who uh, sees the end of certain matches and when obviously gimmicked things come out, if you notice at the very end of that when Kane just takes a dive into everybody else, it is just very obviously like foil wrapped uh, styrofoam that they've crashed into that has crumbled under them. Yeah, <laughs> it's but- fine. By that lot, I, I guess we would call this one a cinematic, but the stadium stampede is also pretty fucking entertaining, but I don't know <laughs> if I would call that a hardcore match. No, no. Well, we, I was a, we'd have to have, cinematic would have to be its own category. We may yeah, do- Yeah, because I was gonna- We might do that today, since we're going through these a lot faster, because I feel like so many cinematics have happened recently, that would be easy for us to just pull it off the top of our head. Um, yeah, especially if we're going for, like, something that the lay person uh, can watch without being completely disgusted, unlike John Moxley versus Brain Damage, which was on my list, <laughs> uh, because it was just disgusting. Um, I have Moxley on mine as well, but in a much more recent bout, when he took on Kenny Omega in a Lights Out match and got his back swept with barbed wire. Bar- yes, that one was also, I watched that one today. <laughs> See, I would almost recommend, for, like, the layperson, I would almost recommend Janela versus Moxley and Lights Out over yep. that. That one's very good. Because that's a, that's a very standard. But if you're going for violence, I always point towards Foley versus Edge at Mania. That is my number one on my list, is Foley versus Edge, because not Cause I, only... Cause I, I, because I remember watching that, because it was like back when they were like, hey, recap of the year, like New Year's Eve show, here's some of the pay-per-view shows. And I remember seeing that, and I was just like, oh my god. And then she lights it on, t- oh my god. <laughs> <laughs> I love that match, because that is 
we would not have the rated R superstar without that match because up until that you point, you wouldn't have. I mean, that's that was Mick Foley's legacy is that he made stars. Oh yeah, and this made Edge because Edge was kind of just like a pretty boy mid carder. Yeah, he he made he made Triple H, he made Edge, he made Randy Orton. Yep, and it's a great match as it is as well because it's essentially kind of the king of at least in WWE at that point the king of the hardcore style match Mick Foley going up against a young kid who's not knowing what he's getting himself into which shows early on because of course Edge is just like I'm gonna spear him I'm gonna spear him and that's in of course the king of the death match in WWE Mick Foley was like you're gonna spear me I'm gonna wrap my torso in barbed wire and you are going to get cut you piece of shit that is, um, watch, I watched a couple of, uh, Edge matches earlier today, and the, f- the thing that always gets me about him, um, is just the fact that he is, was so willing to run full stop into anything with that spear. <laughs> yeah. And he did not give a shit, and I'm like, that's how he fucked his neck up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. But I mean, like, it's such a good match, and it is what kind of, you got to see Edge's character evolve in that match from a technical, almost kind of guy to, I've got to go to some dark fucking places, and he does when he spears him through that table. And, like, the shot of Edge shaking after that is still iconic to this day to me of, oh, he he fucked up. He's, he's Stone Cold fucked up. Oh, he's he's bad. Oh, he's not good. Uh-oh. I don't know if there's a bet. I, I obviously, like I said earlier, I put Stain and Generico on this. That's not going to get any lay people into this. Kevin Steen wiping blood off of this small ginger masked boy and licking it before slapping him in the face. I don't think is going to get normal people into this. No, that is a... Yeah, that's a good point, but still, like, if they're... If you show them, you know, uh, an easy-going hardcore match, and you, they say, the be- yeah, that was fine, but it wasn't really hardcore. It's like, all right, here we go, Ring of Honor time. It's almost like Scotch whiskey, which is very smoky and briny, and not everybody loves it. So you gotta ease them in, and, like, Steen and Generico is like fucking Lafroig. It's just like, this tastes like salt water and tears. Take a shot of that. No, uh, which is, why well, it's one of my favorite scotches of all time. Yeah, but you gotta ease them in, and I feel like, Blake, did you have any that's not been mentioned yet? Um, not really, not in the way that you would think of hardcore matches. I mean, I did have, um, was it? Like I said, what you'd think of, but John Moxley versus Suzuki, those were that was a fucking banger, and they hurt each other. But it wasn't what I call hard hardcore. You could uh, uh, when you, you think could, about you could put the, the genre. Texas death match in there. Yep, I could. Yeah, that's from, a good uh, point from from Wrestle Kingdom. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Sportsters number one is Cactus Jack Triple H, Raven Rhino at Backlash, uh, Edge and Foley versus Terry Funk and Tommy Dreamer at the second one night stand. 
rock mankind where the rock stone cold kills mcfoley with a chair for 20 minutes yeah uh i i would feel bad if foley wasn't in the match that we chose oh, though, yeah. because of his oh shit impact on uh, tr- yeah triple h Shawn michaels at SummerSlam though is also very very good i don't know and then of course the gargano champa match but that's not that it's just not as good as that first that first one is so killer. In fact, that may be arguably in my 1v1. I feel like we gotta go Edge Foley on this one, though. I cannot think of anything better to enter because, like, that's how that's literally how I got introduced to hardcore matches. Was one of my friends had a DVD of WrestleMania 22. I said, "Well, let's pop that in and watch." And I remember watching like Mark Henry and being like, "Okay, you fight the Undertaker, buddy." And then Edge Foley came up, and I just went. Oh, fuck. This that good shit, then. This is that good shit. Uh, we might have to say, like, your mileage may vary depending on the person, so if they're your friend and you want to show them wrestling, maybe you can choose between uh, Foley Edge and uh, the uh, the triple threat between uh, Kane, uh, Raven, and... Um, oh, yeah, yeah, Was that also Foley? No, it was Big, Big show. show. That's it. Yeah, 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 yeah. I forgot. All right, on to our last one we had planned. Or do we want to do cinematic and then end with this is our main event? You guys can uh, talk cinematic. I haven't watched that many cinematics. Firefly Fun House. Firefly Fun House. I am a petulant child. <laughs> I don't know, man. So the only one I've ever seen would probably also be the one I recommend for people, which is Sting and Darby Allen versus Team Taz. Oh, that one is very good. And because it's a very good hybrid uh, of like an actual match with now, cinematic. Now, if you just take out the bit at the beginning when Sting is has a truck and Darby's on a skateboard for no fucking reason, and an take army, that bit out. an army of Stings show Stings. up at this venue. <laughs> No, 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 you keep that bit in. That bit's fucking awesome. (laughs) Uh, the fucking, although, if you, if you want to show your friend a match that's cinematic, but also just dumb and fun and amazing. Delete! uh, Delete! 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 Every, yeah, every one of, uh, Broken Matt Hardy cinematic matches. Um, I think, uh... The problem I'm mentally running into with stuff like the Firefly Funhouse and the Final Deletion is you already have to know a lot of shit. Like, the, the beauty of the Firefly Funhouse match is for the people like me who lived through the era of Cena and all the shit that Jordan man did do. And it kind of is a catharsis almost to see that if no one knew about that, I don't know if it would hit as hard, but from that very same WrestleMania, I would like to recommend the undertaker's final match, AKA Walker, Texas dead man, which fucking yeah, where, he, where, match. where he literally murdered two people. Mm-hmm. <laughs> he, he murdered them out of existence in their cafe. He, he murdered the good brothers. The good brothers no longer exist in WWE because of that match. And now they're, they haunt the halls of impact wrestling up and down weekly. Yeah. I don't know. No, my vote would still be for, uh, sting Darby. That because, one's, like, that's, that's good. I think, yeah, because, like, even if you don't know anything about... Re- you don't need to know anything about the feud. It's literally just 
two cool goth guys fight big boys in an old abandoned bunker. Yeah. Like, you don't need to know that Sting's bat is like Mjolnir, and when he tossed (laughs) it to Darby, it proved he was worthy. Worthy, yes. And, like, you don't need to know any of the history between Sting and Taz or anything like that. It helps, but it's not, it's not germane to the match itself. Let me see. I, if, I don't think this counts, but... Boy, that, uh, that fucking, this is the greatest show, was technically kind of cinematic, kind of given cinematic, how much yeah. editing happened. Um, oh, shit. Here's the thing. I feel like since we are showing people a wrestling match, there are numerous we can't start with. Because people are going to want to see wrestling. So like the Street Profits versus the Viking Raiders. I was about to I'm staring at it right now, the Viking Profits. And for Ooh. us, it's very good. For <laughs> us, it's fucking art. It is the uh, Scotty is only talking about oh, the two of us, not Dylan. <laughs> um, I just want that was what Dylan's face was saying, and I wanted to point that out. Well, you don't like Akira Tozawa's new gimmick change that was made as a joke where he became a ninja for no apparent reason. No, no, no. He became the leader of a gang of ninjas, (laughs) including one large black man in a ninja outfit, which is the least ninja thing, because you're clearly going to see that guy. He has no (laughs) stealth. As as a matter of fact, that is the first person that... Uh, a lot of people in America would call the cops on. Now, I do, I, I'm on Sportster looking at their list, and I am a bit concerned at the mental faculties of the person who wrote this, because under the Firefly Inferno match, they did write, The Fiend and Randy Orton are currently involved in a highly entertaining feud. Okay, no, but no. Uh, this is probably just the kind of, uh, list where they're doing or is it just wwe that they're listing this one is oh also on here is when dexter loomis sent a bunch of zombies to eat cameron (laughs) on an on an unrelated note uh the ongoing feud between Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase is amazing. <laughs> and also that club that uh, Ted DiBiase like, buys out is literally less than a block from the apartment I'm sitting in. <laughs> nice. I saw that and I was like, shit, you mean that if I had timed it better, I could have seen Cameron Grimes and Ted DiBiase? Yeah. I, I feel like I, we can keep talking about cinematic matches if we want to, but I think Dylan is right. Darby and Stang versus Team Taz is a great benchmark for cinematic style matches because only weirdos like me are like, fuck yeah, Firefly Funhouse, but Darby Sting Team Taz has the best of all worlds, in my opinion. To be I fair, think you've, to be fair John, John Cena did win that feud because now he's in two major motion pictures, which <laughs> weirds me out. I saw yeah. two trailers. I saw Fast 9 and I saw Suicide Squad. And I was just like, when did John Cena become a major motion picture star? And why does he have hair? It makes me uncomfortable. <laughs> it does. Because it's... I I don't think the hair looks bad on him, but I'm just so used to it not being there. Uh, Like, you've got... When it comes to cinematic matches, you really gotta ease someone into it. 
Yeah. Because you're right, Scotty, you cannot go whole hog on that Five Life on House you can't, from the start. You can't show them fucking itchweed just showing up in the middle of that one fucking Hardys match that is still one of my favorites to this day. Because I remember it started, because it was Decay versus Hardys, it started in the impact zone, then they fought out, and within two seconds... They were miles away from a Universal. <laughs> like, I think they were fighting in front of Fun Spot Orlando, which is like a three-mile drive from Universal. And Oh, wait, it, you remember? Oh, sorry. It was just so great being in that crowd because most of them are people who live in Orlando. And so all of us knew. <laughs> so the minute we saw them in front of Fun Spot, we just all start uproariously laughing. Uh, you remember the other cinematic match in uh, AEW, uh, Sammy versus Matt Hardy, where uh, they? Uh, 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 I th- well, the problem with that one was it wasn't. Oh wait, no, they did have a cinematic. That's right. I was thinking yeah. of the the one where he bonked his head. No, 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 no. The one where he, they where he put Sammy Guevara into a uh, into a a plastic like. Like tra- like container, oh, yeah. sealed the top, and then had private party uh, to murder him. They murdered him. <laughs> he, he was dead. He was dead. Yep. And I was like, no one sees a problem with this. No, and he fucking rose from the grave as he's like to do on many occasions now. And uh, then he yeah. shot. He shot fireworks. That's it. See, that was what was so good about it, is the fact that it was a normal cinematic Hardy match outside. Then they got inside the compound in the ring. And then Matt Hardy went murder Hardy and just killed Dark killed Sammy Guevara because he just did every spot Sammy had done to him up until that point all at once. And, and then the Hurricane showed up, and then Gangrel for no reason yeah. made an appearance. I don't know if you remember when Gangrel showed up. Wasn't he pissed because he's like I kidnapped him so. Many years ago, <laughs> and you're get, you're, this is the payoff. <laughs> um, it was uh, I um, I don't think it's got. It can't be a Matt Hardy cinematic match though without fireworks, can it? Yeah, no, it really, really can't. can't. Uh, but, but yeah, no, Sting, 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 Darby. I mean, if, if this is also one of those, your mileage may vary because, like, if it's someone who's been in wrestling for a while. And for some reason hasn't gotten into cinematic matches, but they know the history. Definitely show them the Matt Hardy shit, because then it's just like watching the room, and it's just like, look at this. Also, Stadium Stampede is fucking dumb fun. That one's dumb fun, but it's very good. I'm going to Northern Lights suplex you a a hundred yards (laughs) down an entire football field. Matt Hardy gets gets drowned in the private pool of the the fucking Jacksonville Stadium. Comes back as version one. Yep. With with the info info uh, infographic on the side. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Matt facts. Put the Matt facts on screen. Well, now on to our main event of the evening. I now like next time we do this, which is gonna be right before Double or Nothing. Which, by the way, you know what's really good. This Sunday is a pay-per-view for a certain company. We don't have to predict. We don't have to give a singular shit about. I didn't even know it was all it was going to be this weekend. Holy shit. Yeah. 
The only thing that looks good is Cesaro versus Roman Reigns. But for now, in the main event, what is the greatest tag team match of all time? No stipulations, no extra added shit on top of it. Um, although one of mine does have an added stipulation, but I figured it would fit better here as a tag team match versus somewhere else. So I'm gonna start by avenging something we did last year. A big, big mistake we made in 2020 by saying one of my favorite, if not best tag team matches, just strict up and down tag team matches of all time is the Young Bucks versus Kenny Omega and Hangman Page at Revolution. That one absolutely rips. It did. We uh, we weren't in the right headspace to enjoy that match, I don't think. Uh, I mean, the fucking... The BTE trigger and Kenny getting pinned and immediately kicking out Golden trigger. Uh, no, because it, it was the golden trigger because they didn't have the BTE trigger yet. Yeah, yeah, but Because that was why he kicked out at one, because they used his move. Yeah, and just kicks out furiously. And then that was, of course, during the big will they, won't they, will Hangman turn heel teasing. Like, even the end of it, they still teased it of Hangman just getting at the side of the ring and staring at them like, about to buckshot all of them and then they look at him and he goes i'm not gonna do anything and then they all start looking like they're gonna super kick him it's just so good it's fucking artful i love this match but but if we're going for like benchmark like like okay we need to introduce somebody to tag team wrestling i feel like you have to go cole gargano versus um the revival at toronto oh you mean uh DIY, DIY versus Revival. Yeah. Uh, yeah. Wasn't, uh, see, I, I had that one on my list, but wasn't uh, Toronto the two out of three falls match? Or was that a uh, a different stipulation? I think that was a different one. Let me see. Well, I do. Because they, they had the two matches, the two big ones. Yeah, yeah. I do have one match on here that does have a stipulation and honestly should go in like the hardcore no DQ situation. And it is a little bit weird because it is a handicap match, but that time when the Young Bucks fought Candice LeRae and only Candice LeRae and Candice LeRae came back and pinned them to win the PWG championships, great fucking match. I love that. It is a phenomenal match. Just to see everything Candice and only Candice went through. The, uh... So, if it wasn't a benchmark match, one of my favorite tag team matches will always be the VOD villains versus, uh... Oh, Blake and Murphy. Oh, uh, yeah. From Bamf. Bamf. Uh, because, you know, Blue Pants comes out and, like, the vaude villains right. get the big That's right! Yeah, Leva showed up. And yeah, the, that was the vaude, great. The, the vaude villains have their, like, big moment in the sun. The, I'm, oh, I wish they had only. more big moments than they really ended up having. Uh, I mean, in the current place, I feel like they would have just stayed in NXT, but before, like, yeah, yeah. that was a thing. Oh, well, uh, another one, Mustache Mountain and Undisputed Era. Holy shit. Those guys yeah, d- are great. Yeah. I, did, I, I did not get to see that one, unfortunately. That was my introduction to, like, Mustache Mountain as a team, and God, they are so fucking good. They are so insanely good, dude. Mm-hmm. It... Yeah, this is a very hard, like, choice, because I think all of mine have already been listed, so I'm not sure where to go on this one, because you got uh, a lot of great feuds. I I will say that um, uh, there are a couple of honorable mentions, not really one that I'd recommend to people right off the bat, like the uh, 
the uh, the Cody and Goldust versus Roman Reigns and Seth yeah. match. Um, that was a fucking banger that I had on my list. It's a uh, three on three match, but I mean that is still technically a tag match. But that time when AJ Styles and the Young Bucks fucking murdered Matt Seidel is still up there. It is still a very good match. Uh, if you want to do another three on three match, the Shield versus the Wyatt family. Oh fuck, hell man. yeah, Shield versus um, Wyatt is up there. Yeah, it's gonna. It's a little too much to explain for your first timers. Why, about why, why is this riot gear clad ma- massive men fighting these swamp people? Shut up, it's cool. It's wrestling. That's, that's wrestling. Um I don't know. What are you guys thinking? I I'm I'm gonna edit down mine. I don't think Bucks versus just Candace LeRae, mostly because of the implications of who may be in that ring with Candace LeRae. Uh because I don't want my benchmark to have people be like, oh, that person's cool. No, they're not. No, <laughs> they're really fucking mm-hmm. not. I'm sorry. Yeah, that is a hard one to explain. <laughs> um, I'm stuck between Revival DIY or Bucks versus Omega Hangman. Because the storytelling there is great, but also it is, it, it is something you're going to have to kind of need to know beforehand. Yeah, that's why I said, that's why I said, because you could show somebody just Revival DIY, and you could just be like, oh, these are two very good tag teams. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Was, yeah, Revival DIY, I think, would take it for me. Was that the one where they turned, like, uh, Ciampa turned right after the match? Or was that a different No, 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 that was, no, 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 that was the ladder match with uh, Authors of Pain. Ah, okay, okay, okay. Let's see. Yeah, you're right, it was at versus AOP. Yeah, okay, I'll give I'll give you that. Revival versus DIY and I'll be honest cuz cuz that was the cuz that was the one where they used each other's finishers and I think uh the Revival pulled a heart attack. Yeah, yeah, yeah. They did a bunch of tributes to like old te- You know what's interesting? What's not on this list? Revival versus Young Bucks. Ah, oh, they they tried. Didn't they that was still a really good match. Yeah, but it wasn't the greatest show. No, but I mean, like, it was still a good match. It like, was still like, I'll, it was give, still like four yeah. and three quarters. It's yeah, like I told like it's, you, uh, it's the law of diminishing returns. The Young Bucks have been so great for so long that they can still put on a great match. We're like, that's okay. That that doesn't break the top ten of Young Bucks matches though. And for anyone else, we'd be like, holy fuck, did you see that match? <laughs> yeah. <laughs> That is a that's, that's a very so, good point. That's why I'm so happy. Heel young bucks are back. It was like ah, gotta add that little extra spice. Ooh, it's bringing me back a little bit. You Ooh, gotta I'm hit gonna... that Johnny Cage dick Ooh. kick. <laughs> I'm sorry. I love you. <laughs> the moment I realized the stipulation was SCU will not not retire but break up, I went Matt had fucking better <laughs> look at Christopher Daniels and say, I'm sorry, I love you, before super kicking him in the face. And then he did it, and I cried. I was like, mm-hmm. yes! He did That's it! Hmm. Well, we've... That was a fun match. We've done it. We've come up with some benchmarks. We've come up with uh, some pinnacle matches. Next time we do this, which will be before Double or Nothing, we're gonna do the pinnacle of Rumbles slash Battle Royals. Pinnacle of last man standings, triple threats, two out of three falls. Wait, are we not recording next week? We are going to be recording next week, but I'm going to get to what we're doing for that after 
because we do. I do need to figure out what our sixth thing is going to be. Because I've got okay. uh, Are we? Never mind. Uh, rumbles, last man standings, one v ones, triple threats, two out of three falls, and then what else? Dealer's choice here, boys. I can't come up with another stipulation off the top of my head. Punj- you do miscellaneous because there's there's all those like weird Punjabi matches. Like, one prison. Off- prison. Yeah. No. Yes, we can pick our favorite exploding barbed wire death match because it's I know which one of the two it's gonna be. I, I know this is I, I know this is a little bit niche and it's not exactly right. Indy, if you had to introduce someone to independent wrestling, what match would you choose? So that what do we classify as independent wrestling? Uh, a gate of less than, I'm going to say, like, a thousand people. So, ROH up until a point, like, not current day ROH. Uh, PWG, Evolve, GCW, uh, Chikara, any of those people. If you want to introduce people to independent wrestling, where do you go? I have the Chikara one. Yeah. Archibald Peck versus Chuck Taylor, baby! (laughs) No, uh, Kota Ibushi versus Nick Jackson versus Jigsaw versus Frightmare. Oh, that one's very good. That one's very good yeah. as well. Well, we've already gave that one away. That's fine. <laughs> uh, we'll, we'll figure out some more. But until that, which is going to be before Double or Nothing, we got to record next week's episode. And boys, I want to return to the mountains for another Mount Rushmore. But this time, we need to give some love to the ladies. Next week, our Mount Rushmore of female wrestling, and I'm going to make this stipulation right now. Each of us can only choose one four horsewoman. I'm not about to have us just all come out here with a list full of four horsewomen. Each of us gets one. Well, we're going to have to draw straws who picks first. Dibs on Becky. No, fuck you. I know who Blake will... Should have been faster. No, here's the thing. I knew how this was going to turn out, so I'm going to preemptively take Bailey so Blake doesn't get more mad. Because <laughs> I know where Blake's going next. That is fair, yes. <laughs> uh, well, I guess we've already gave away next week, too, so we'll see you then. We've given away a few of them. But until then, what did you boys learn this week? Uh, I learned I haven't watched nearly as much uh, classic wrestling as I should, but now that WWE is on Peacock, I really can't. <laughs> yeah. um, I learned that if you want uh, tables and ladders and chairs, oh my, tables, tables and, and ladders and chairs, chairs oh, my. oh my, you ask Mick Foley. <laughs> I learned that Mick Foley is involved in a lot more of the best matches of all time than I had previously thought. He's got two of our spots. I don't know if there's... Actually, no, Edge also has two spots, because Edge currently... This is a nice way to also determine who the best wrestler of all time is, is we just see who's been in the most of these. All right, but until next time, where could people find you on the internet? You can find me at Blake A. Tanner on the Twitter. You can find me at the Darkroom Vidya on YouTube, as well as the uh, YouTube channel Future Best Friends. You can find me on Twitter at ScottyMo, S-C-O-T-T-Y-E-M-O, and you can check out my all my other podcasts from the mini adventures of Sammy Magic to my brand new TTRPG, The Weird. It's like X-Files, but worse, and, and fucking Twin Peaks, but better. And you can find that at jointheweird.com, or you can donate to our Patreon at patreon.com slash jointheweird, because I've made up some weird-ass merch that I think you guys would really enjoy. Mm.
fantastic. Special thanks to Mega Ran for our theme song, Fighters. Um, go check out Mega Ran's stuff. Uh, you can find him on Spotify, iTunes, wherever you get your music, or his uh, website, MegaRanMusic.com. He just uh, released a song about a week ago called Maverick Hunters. Oh, it's yeah. It's great. I think that's a, I can't remember if that's an LP or if it's just a single, but yeah. Good no, it's a it's an LP, yeah, actually. Hell yeah. Check out Mega Ran. And as always, you can find us at a load of Step up to the merch table at merch.loadofpurebs.com. Find us on Facebook, donate to the Patreon, subscribe on YouTube, and remember to follow us on Twitter at Fight Boy Show, because when you're a fight boy, you're a fight boy for life! <laughs> <laughs>